friends, I'm Katie Brinkley, and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. This podcast is all about helping Colorado-based small business owners, entrepreneurs, realtors, and professionals discover the strategies and systems that take their marketing to all new heights. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to Rocky Mountain Marketing. My guest today, she's been on the podcast before. It is Mary Gall of Success Magnified. Last time she was on, we talked all about how having hiring a VA can help grow your business. But I wanted to bring her back because she's got a couple businesses and she really has helped a number of small business owners, entrepreneurs based in Denver and other states as well, Mary, grow their businesses through peer advisory boards and one-on-one coaching. And it's really been a huge difference maker for not only myself, but for other small business owners here in Denver. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And I just love talking to anybody about entrepreneurs and growing their business and and what it's like to be an entrepreneur. And so I'm just delighted to be here and and share whatever tidbits I can today with with your audience. Well, and like I said in your introduction there, you've been helping these entrepreneurs see the big picture, prioritize their goals and their strategies, and really holding themselves accountable because as a small business owner, it can be hard not to have, you know, the shiny object syndrome or be focusing in on something that maybe that isn't the big priority for your business. So I'm really excited to talk to with you about exactly what it is that you do with these peer advisory boards. So I guess my first question for you is what exactly is a peer advisory board? Okay, great. I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) So a peer advisory board is like a mastermind. A mastermind is the more common phrase that's out there, right? So people may have heard that term again, but, but that really comes from the word mastermind was came from the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, right? And he is from 19, late 20s, early 30s. And he interviewed the most wealthy people in the country at the time and asked them what were their secrets. And many of them said the same thing. I have a trusted group of people that are not within my business, but within maybe tangential industries that I can go to and ask questions and get feedback and advice from. So he t- he called that the mastermind when you have more than one mind coming together to solve a problem. And so fast forward, that's kind of where that term originated, although it goes further back than that. I know ben- Benjamin Franklin had what he called juntas, which were his kind of group of people that he could go to for advice and ask questions of and think about things outside the box, things that you're not even aware of, right? So fast forward, many coaching, many books, many iterations of this have come through through the generations. But I call mine, the program that I teach, they're called peer advisory boards. And so they're all for entrepreneurs to come together and really tap into the knowledge that each one of us has gained in our lifetime. When you think about everything you've learned, even just everything you've learned since college, right? in your corporate career, in your jobs, in your relationships, in your networking, in growing your own business. We've all learned so many things. And sometimes it's nice to have a place where you can go and share that information with somebody else and help save them steps along the way. So that's kind of in a nutshell, what a peer advisory board is. And I'm happy to go into kind of how I run mine and what they look like, if that would be helpful for you guys as well. Yeah. And, you know, I think that mastermind is kind of the trendy word right now. And there's a lot of masterminds out there. And Mm -hmm. I think that what really intrigues me to this whole idea is there might be something that you're doing that just seems like 
riding a bike. You do it all the time. It's routine for you, but that might be a light bulb moment for somebody else that can really take them and their business to that, that next level. What size do you kind of try and keep your peer advisory boards at? Right. So mine right now are all for women entrepreneurs and they are seven women on a board, right? Or in a group. And so I like that. I started with that number seven because when we used to do them live in person, that was the size of my conference room. It held eight. So it held seven people plus me. And so that's, that was where the number seven came from. And then I, when we moved everything on Zoom during COVID and now I've kept them on Zoom, I just kept that number because the timing works out. Everybody gets enough time to share and to give feedback and that kind of thing. So, so there's seven women entrepreneurs. We have a work workbook, you know, that we use. So we track our wins and successes first and everybody goes through and gives their update. And on the update page, it's so important. And this is why it's good to find a really established mastermind because people think, oh, I'll just get my girlfriends together or people from my networking group. And that works sometimes, but it's good to have somebody that facilitates the conversation and has some tools to make it work efficiently and effectively, right? So in our workbook, we start with wins and celebrations because I feel like as entrepreneurs, we're always on to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And we rarely take enough time to stop and acknowledge what we have accomplished in our business. And the other thing about wins and celebrations in a group like this is everybody in the group knows what it took to make that thing happen. So if you're launching a new website or launching a product or whatever it is, I can tell my husband, oh, I just landed a great client today. And he'd be like, great, you know, that's great. But my peer advisory board knows what it took to get that client, right? So they, it's, the celebration is at a deeper level. We also share what we've learned in the past 30 days. So like I said, look at all the things you've learned. And then now we could just share that with other people. And that could be that aha moment for somebody else. They're like, oh my gosh, I have that same issue or I've just dealt with that as well, right? So it helps people feel like they're not alone. And then we get to bring a topic that we want to talk about with the group. How do we want to tap into the knowledge that's sitting around the table or around the Zoom screen each month? And so it could be something that's urgent. We call them A, B, or C topics. So something that's urgent in the next month, I need I need some help with this right away. Or it could be something that's happening over the next three to six months or something that's more intrinsic, like I want to be a better leader. I want to make better decisions. How do I tap into the group and how do they make decisions? How do they show up as leaders, right? So then you get to tap in on a deeper level for something that's more intrinsic or long-term. So then after we do that, we go to an education topic, which is something that, you know, again, it might be a, a, something that you know about, but or you've heard about, or you've practiced for years, but having that reminder, that refresher each month is always a good thing. And then we spend dedicated, facilitated time on each person's topic, right? Again, if you're doing it with a group of buddies or whatever, sometimes people can come in and they take over the whole meeting with their issue. And then you walk out of there feeling like, well, we solved her problem, but we didn't even talk about my business today, right? So we've all been in that room. So this, again, having a paid facilitator to run the group, it's everybody gets the same amount of time. And it's, again, the safe place to contribute your knowledge. People are here willing to accept advice and hear other options. And so it's a really safe place for us to be able to say, hey, I've tried this, or I have a friend that tried this, or this worked for me or didn't work for me. Maybe it would work for you. And like you said, sometimes it's the clarifying questions that people ask that leads to the biggest aha moments. So I've had people build businesses off of a clarifying question from a discussion in a peer advisory board. So it can shift 
how you think about your business, how you talk about your business, or maybe what you are even doing in your business, the services you offer, based on the questions that other people on the board, again, having that safe and vulnerable space where you can get to that level of conversation, right? Exactly. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. And then we wrap up with our workbooks. We say, this is my 30-day action goal, action item goal, one goal or a couple of smaller goals, what my steps are involved, who I need to meet with. And then we set a revenue goal as well. And then you're assigned an accountability partner to talk to during the week or during the month. And then we come back the next month and we celebrate your wins, connections, celebrations, all of the stuff that you learned and uh, what's your next topic that we want to dig into. So they're really, really powerful. You know, and that's it's a lot to unload, but I think that one of the biggest things that I took away with that from that was you get that accountability partner. Why do you think having an accountability partner is a requirement, is a necessity for being an entrepreneur? Yeah. It's part of the reason we join these smaller groups, right? Is the benefit of having people who get to know us and our business and they know what we've said is important. So in the meetings, we've said, this is important to me. I'm going to write it down as a goal. I'm bringing it to the group, right? So you know the level of importance for that person to get that thing done. And then when you touch base with somebody during the month, and again, I I don't babysit in this instance, right? So we're all adult women running our businesses. So you can check in at least once, or you can check in every week. You can check in via email or Zoom call or, you know, however you want to do it. I let the people match up the way they want. But I hear the feedback all the time is if I didn't know that that person was going to call me and we were going to have to talk about it, I wouldn't have gotten it done. So even though it's important to you, you wrote it down, you did all the things, you you have a plan in your head, but life happens, right? You leave the, the board meeting and your car breaks down or, you know, a client calls you in with an emergency or whatever. And so life, we get sucked back into the day-to-day of our business and we never really move those bigger projects forward unless we know somebody else is going to check in on us. I think the stats are ridiculously high, like in the 90 percentile. If you have somebody checking in on your work, it will get done. So I always tell people, write it down. That's the first step. And then tell somebody about it, which is your accountability partner. And you're in the high 90s that you're going to actually achieve that goal. Well, and I think that one of the most important things is creating those habits. You're creating habits with no matter where you are in your business, whether you've been in business for 10 years or, or one year or, or 20 years, I think that right. it's all about creating these different habits that can really help you. It become a routine. So whether it is checking in with an accountability partner, or whether it is making those action items every single month, talk mm-hmm. to us a little bit about different habits that can help you become successful as a business owner. Right, right. I just did a whole series on my on my newsletters and it's on my blog now about habits and the power of micro habits. So we think of habits or, you know, you got to change something big in your life or build something big into your life, but really it can be just little micro habits. So here's one, for example, that's an easy one to build in. So I teach a class called Pinnacle Gift. In, it's an eight-hour workshop, and in the process, we find out what is your pinnacle gift statement. You walk away with a statement. So to make that a habit of reading that statement and making sure I'm connected, I'm showing up authentically in my pinnacle gifts, 
I put that in my calendar on the 9th of each month because the 9th is my birthday. So every month on the 9th, there's a little calendar appointment that says, read your pinnacle gift. And I click on it, I open it up and my pinnacle gift statement is right there. So that creates the habit for me of checking in with, am I showing up authentically? Am I in my pinnacle gifts? You know, just rereading it always makes me feel better about or gives me a check-in. Okay, I'm starting to drift off a little bit. I'm getting involved in this stuff and that isn't really authentically me. So let me go back. How can I reframe that or whatever? So that's just one little tiny micro habit that I built in as a way to check in. Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing in my business, right? So there's lots of ways you can build in little tiny things that help you the power of compounding, right? So all those little tiny things you can do to help you be more productive. So whether that's the habit of putting in, instead of if you're time blocking and just saying, here's my marketing block, you get in the habit of going in and saying, during my marketing block, I'm gonna do these five things. I'm gonna go to LinkedIn and like four people and comment on five posts. You know, the more you can build that in, but then it becomes a habit, a little micro habit of, now I know my marketing block, I know I have to do these things. It becomes a habit, a routine, and I can help myself get those things done. So then I don't just say, oh, I've got two hours to do marketing and I go to LinkedIn or Facebook and then two hours flies by like that and I haven't done anything, right? Because it's easy to get sucked down that rabbit hole. So little micro habits like that can really add up and make some powerful shifts in your business. You've also, you know, that micro habit that you just talked about is all yeah. about time blocking too. And that's yes. something that I know I definitely, <laughs> I try to do, but I mean, I just, I have a hard time realizing how long a task really does take me. And yeah. then before I know it, I've been, you know, answering emails for over an hour and responding and going down and it's like, oh, well, now I'm a little bit behind with this. Now that's being moved to tomorrow. What advice right. would you have for people with trying to time block? Yes. So it really comes down to what's on what's on your plate, right? And how are you prioritizing all of the things, the millions of things we have to get done during a day, right? As a mom, as a parent, as a volunteer, as a community member, as a business owner, it's a lot. We have a lot on our plates. So one of the tools that I like to do, and this is on my website, it's a free download. They can go grab onto my website, but it's it's a 10 minute uh, brain dump tool, 10 minute focus tool. And really, if you're feeling like, okay, I've got way too much, even though I've got things blocked off on my calendar, I'm not getting it done. Take a look at your calendar or just take a 10 minute with a timer and a notepad. I use my whiteboard all the time. What are the things that are sitting out there that I'm not getting to or not spending enough time on? And then go back and to help prioritize those, go back and put a dollar sign by anything that's going to bring in money for your business and then spend your time doing those things, right? Because we can spend a lot of time on a lot of things that don't necessarily produce revenue for our business. And yes, those things need to get done and some of them are more important than others. We, you know, we still have to write the checks and do all the things. But if you can focus your time and energy on things that are going to, going to directly lead to revenue for your business, all the other things kind of sort themselves out and they'll filter to the bottom. And then those are the kind of things, you know, if they're just not getting done at all because you're spending all their time doing client generating or revenue generating things, then that's when you can look at hiring a VA or outsourcing some of those items that are definitely more admin tasks that somebody else could be doing. Yeah. The admin task stuff. That's, yeah. And I think that as an entrepreneur, that is one of the biggest things that we, think we need to have a, our hand in. Um, yes. Well, no one can answer my emails, but me, you know, right, right. And what have you heard on some of the peer advisory boards? What was your recommendation for 
that delegation, that delegation of letting go of some of these tasks that really an assistant or a virtual assistant could take over for you. Mm -hmm. Really, it is about the process and then the mindset of what is good enough. I have a virtual assistant company. And when I brought on my first contractor, I had that same issue. I was like, well, they're not going to work with the clients the same that I would, right? Or they're not going to talk to them the same way I did or or make the graphics the same way I would, right? So what's your minimum that you that you want to have? You know, what's your minimum expectation of what is good enough? If they answer an email and it's not quite how you would have phrased it, but the client gets the information they need, is that okay, right? So you get to set the standards of what you're, what you're delegating and then really giving yourself enough time to train that person on those standards. That's the key thing because people say, oh, I tried it, you know, for a month and they didn't get me. They couldn't, you know, replicate my, <laughs> my voice or whatever. And so I decided to pull it back. Well, how much time did you actually train them and give them a chance, you know, make, you have to little, give little micro corrections. So we have a training in our peer advisory board training topic called uh, delegation, the tight, loose, tight method. So it's tight at first, like here's all the exact parameters that my expectations are. And then loose, you have to let them loose and go do it. And that's where most people, they get to that stage and then they fire the person because it didn't work. They forget the third step is to come back to tight. And you have to really say, okay, these were my expectations. I let you go try it. You did this this way and that's okay you know, it works, but this thing has to be done this way. And this is why. And so let's try that again. Right. And so it's just a matter of the tight then loose, let them go do it and tight again. And some people forget that third step that they need to come back and give feedback. And then they just assume it doesn't work. And so then, oh, I better take that back on my plate. Now I'm overwhelmed again. And they feel like it was a big waste of time which it was because they weren't really ready to let it go <laughs> so, mm -hmm. or spend the time to train the person properly. So um, that's again, where really having some detailed instructions is going to benefit you. And there's easy ways to do that. Some people think, oh, it's going to take me forever to train this person or tell them how to do it. I could just do it myself. Right. So, but you know, there's, I use Loom a lot. That's what um, I was going to say is I, I do Loom walkthroughs so it's like all the screenshot time. screenshot it, walk through the steps, and then have that person look at it and then have them record it. And you get to watch how they would teach it. Because if they can teach it to somebody else, then they know it, right? So give them a month to do the work and then say, hey, can you record me a Loom video of training me how you're doing that? And then if they've missed a step completely, then you'll catch it, right? But maybe they found a shortcut that you never knew. And you're like, oh, okay, they've done this even more efficiently than I knew how to do it. Well, so, and, and that's one of the things to too, is if you're doing a Loom video, you're actually mm -hmm. doing the, the task at the same time. So right. it's not taking you any additional time. You're just exactly. going through and talking, you know, as you, as you walk through the task that you'd have to do anyways. So I love yes. that you brought up Loom. It is how I train my assistant on, on everything. Good, good. Yeah. It's great for feedback on graphics on, you know, rather than typing up you're looking at a website or a graphic or an image or something, you're like, oh, I don't like this color or I want to move this text to this. But if you can have it on your screen and just point to it and talk about it, it's so much easier to, to make edits that way. So it's, exactly. a great, it's a great tool and it's free. So why not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I want to talk a little bit more about the, the peer advisory board here, because again, I think that it is no matter where you are at with your business journey, 
it really can be a game changer to be on a board like this with mm-hmm. other like-minded in- individuals. Like you said, you know, you can tell your husband, you can tell your spouse, I, I got a new client today and that's awesome. But when yeah. you have that group of people that are really your biggest cheerleaders surrounding you and they know, you know, what you're working on or what you're struggling with, and then they can see these changes with your business happening, it makes everything feel bigger. It, it makes it, everyone's celebrating your wins with you. So, okay. Someone's listening right now. And they're like, you know, I just started my business. I don't think I'm ready for a peer advisory board. What would you say to them? I would say you need one. You really need one. When I first joined my first peer advisory board, I had had my company less than a year, my company, the gift of time. And I realized that I didn't know what I didn't know, you know, and I had been in marketing communications operations. So I knew a lot about running a business, but running my own business was completely different. And so getting out of that, the mindset piece of being a worker versus an owner and setting up the systems and it really changed the direction of my business and my life, right? So having that trusted group of people was so powerful. And if you think, well, I don't have a lot of knowledge or whatever, that is not true. You do have knowledge. We've all, I just talked about all the places we get knowledge in our lives, right? From our relationships and books we read and movies we watched and podcasts we listen to. And you're constantly learning. And as a new entrepreneur, you're definitely in that learning mode all the time. So I've had people that have come on and they've just started their business. They just left their corporate job. And within three months, they're, they've joined a peer advisor board. And the things they tell me that they love about this is that they, even though they feel like they may not have as much to contribute to the conversation, they still can contribute by asking good questions. Getting somebody to explain their business to them in a more detailed way can help the person explaining it know, okay, well, obviously I'm not saying that right because she's not understanding what I do or who I work with or the services I provide. So sometimes just being able to ask great questions is a really valuable tool of a piece of, of our discussion when we're all together. And again, we all know way more than we think we do. We're bombarded by information. And so I think everybody can participate. And again, it really comes down to connection, contribution, and celebration. So if you're willing to say to somebody, I don't know anything about your industry, but here's my thoughts about what you're saying today. And that's just really valuable feedback because we don't get it. We don't get those fresh eyes or outside perspective on our business all the time. So I would say you you need a peer advisor board if you're new in business. Okay, so what if I then, <laughs> I was going to say, so what, do you, what would you say to somebody that says, I don't know, you know, I, I know what I do. I know who I serve. I'm making six figures, seven figures a year. I don't think a peer yeah. advisory board would help me. What would you say to somebody that, that might be listening that, that says that? Yeah, I would say you can always use outside eyes. If you're not in growth mode, if you're just kind of coasting, if you're, if you're, if you're where you want to be, then maybe it's not a great use of your time. Right. But for most of us out there, we're always like trying to get to the next level or learn more. You know, this is really for lifelong learners because we are constantly learning and improving our businesses. And somebody from another industry may say, Hey, this is what we're doing in our business. And you're like, Oh, I've never thought about that, but I could apply that same principle to my business, right? And so it's just being surrounded by new ideas and fresh ideas. And I think that's never a bad thing to be exposed to new ways of thinking or clarify your way of thinking and make sure you're still right on track, especially if you've been in business for a while. Sometimes we start to get burned out. 
with like, okay, I've been doing the same thing. I'm successful at it, but what's next, right? And sometimes it's the group gives you permission to say, you don't have to have a what's next right now. Let's just enjoy your success. Mm-hmm. And we talk a lot about that too, because I have successful business owners in these boards and they're like, I feel like I have to always create the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And some people on the boards will say, why? Why can't you just enjoy the success you've created, right? And not get stagnant, but at the same time, let's enjoy what we've created. <laughs> and Let's enjoy the benefits of the fruits of our labor, right? And so, so sometimes you need somebody else to give you the permission to just coast for a bit, which is well, I think nice too. too. Exactly, Mary. And I think that too, what you said, sometimes you might have the answer for somebody that's just getting started. Or they might yeah. ask you a question that you think, well, this is what we've been doing for years. And this it's black and white. Can't you mm-hmm. see? And they right. ask you the question is kind of like, well, maybe, maybe we really need to rethink our, our tagline. Maybe we need to rethink our messaging. If somebody's having somebody from the outside is having a hard time understanding. So you could right. think that you're at that level where everything's coasting, but having somebody else on that's in a different industry come in and ask those questions will have you thinking a little bit more critically and a little bit outside the box than you have been for the past few years. Yes, yes, definitely. And it's all about what we do. We don't know what we don't know, right? And so how are you ever going to figure that out if you're in your own little bubble and you never go outside for outside opinions or outside questions and those kind of things and, and just see what other people are doing? You know, I love new entrepreneurs because they're so passionate and fiery and they just are hungry to learn everything they can. And so again, part of it is the contribution. So having that safe place to say, hey, here's what I tried and being vulnerable about it didn't work for me at first, but we stuck with it and we tweaked this and we did this and now it's working great, right? So the new entrepreneur might've thought that was too big for them to try, or they might've thought, okay, I, you know, I'm not at that stage yet. But now when they get to that stage, they're like, oh yeah, she said they tweaked it this way. And that saved them, you know, could save them six months or a year in developing a product or, you know, launching a service or something. And and that's invaluable. You can't get that time and money and energy back. So it's well worth the time to have that conversation, even if you're not going to apply that particular thing right now. But you have that knowledge now so that when you get to that stage in your business, you know, okay, I remember the board talking about this in year three of their business. They all kind of hit this plateau or they all kind of hit this. So it kind of just gives you that roadmap to help follow and you don't feel so alone, right? That's the other big piece of it is as entrepreneurs, we all are going through the same thing, whether we admit it or not, regardless of the size of your company, we all have basically the same kind of questions running through our heads. And so knowing that other people have those same questions running through their heads, it's it's very frequent that during a peer advisory board, when we're doing our updates, the first person will have their topic and they're like, I want to talk about time management, for example. The second person will talk about, oh yeah, my topic is also about time management, but this version. And the third person will say, oh yeah, I want to talk about, you know, how I'm dealing with clients and my client appointments. And so that's all related. So it kind of all shows up in themes randomly. You know, I don't try to make it that way, but sometimes we have themes where five out of seven people all want to talk about their calendars, right? How to manage their calendar more efficiently in different ways and for different reasons, but it just shows us we're not alone. And we all are dealing with this, with these struggles of how to balance and blend everything, right? And keep and serve our clients. You know, I work with passionate people who really want to 
provide their services to their clients because they're passionate about doing that. So how can they maintain that passion for serving their clients and build a business and have a life and, 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 right? So we try to build the and life. Well, Mary, this has been an awesome episode. Thank you so much for joining me once again. I, you know, like I said, we, this is the second time you've been on Rocky Mountain Marketing. So for those of you that have not listened to Mary's previous episode, be sure to go back and listen to that one because we talk all about delegation, hiring an assistant and how that can help level up your business. Mary, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? Yeah, the easiest way is probably just go to my website, which is uh, successmagnified.com. And there's a button there. You can book a free 30-minute focus session with me if you want to talk about where you're at in your business and where you might be feeling stuck. You can sign up for my newsletter there. I have a Fab Friday newsletter, which is Fun Action Business um, newsletter. And there's an events page. There's some free downloads that I mentioned earlier in the podcast. So you can go there and grab those. So it's successmagnified.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me back, Katie. I know that when I started my business over five years ago now, it wouldn't have been, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for a few people sitting down and giving me the gift of their time, sitting down to a Zoom with me, going out for a cup of coffee and just sharing the tips that they learned along the way of their business journey. And these peer advisory boards, these masterminds, that's what they can do for you, regardless of where you are with your business. If you're just starting out or if you've been in business for 10 years, there might be something that can help propel you and your business to that next level. So huge thank you again to Mary for coming on the show today. I know that it was a huge benefit to me to have those group of people sit down and give me their insights. And I know it can make a big difference for you. So be on the lookout for some of those masterminds. If you are in your business journey and you have a bit of advice that you can share, share it. There's enough business to go around for all of us. And I think that's one of the biggest things too, especially with social media. It can be hard to put on the blinders and focus in on your own path. But at the same time, if there is someone out there that could just use a little help, a little tip that will help them get to that next step, you should absolutely share it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. As always, I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website at www.nextstepsocialcommunications.com, connect with me on LinkedIn, or check me out on Instagram. Let's keep taking your marketing to new heights.